This episode of 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray does contain adult content. Hey everybody, welcome to 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray. I'm Kim and I've been watching this dumpster fire since before the first STD test when Paul asked Karini. And I'm Kyle and Kim, are you on Facebook? I have four thousand friends do, do, are any of those your ex-boyfriends on facebook i have fucked all of those people all but, four thousand of them okay okay but like are you still friends now yes but oh, okay but like are they are they blocked can you stop asking me about my past <laughs> yes but please pee in this cup kyle the world is freaking ending because Kumail <laughs> Nanjiani, a, a legit celebrity, was on Pillow Talk as well as Issa Rae. And I'm still losing my shit about it. That's crazy, right? I'm shook. Do you we'll think talk that, about what it means. Do you think that they're pulling out some big guns here out of nowhere? Or did they lose someone? You know, the, the comedic relief from Tariq and Dean is gone. They had to bring in, <laughs> you know... I have so many thoughts about it. I don't know what prompted this. It was a very random, very random comedians to have on. Like not, I've never seen Kumail Nanjiani like tweet or talk about 90 day. I swear he's never watched the show before. It would be a little bit different if it were like Eliza Schlesinger or Amy Schumer, uh, Amy Schumer or like Chrissy Teigen, who's, you know, all these people are fans of the show. It was just so random to have Issa Rae and Kumail Nanjiani. I don't huge know. I'm a little shook. Spike, huge spike in we are not TLC emails about this. <laughs> because as we know, we always make fun of people for requesting to be on Pillow Talk. Like literally random people filling out our online contact form because they want to be on Pillow Talk. <laughs> but now that there are non-cast members on the show... People are coming out of the woodwork like I'm I'm more I'm funnier than them. I should be on pillow talk. Here's my phone number and email address and you can reach me at at this physical location. Yeah, not these are legit celebrities, not like Soldier Boy, like actual people that have been in movies and have have written movies. So, yeah, not the same. Sorry, we are not TLC people. Well, Kim and I are officially under quarantine we're remote we're yeah. we're remote recording right now so i miss you buddy i, I ate seven chocolate chip cookies just before <laughs> this because i had saved them for you i rationed myself <laughs> i was like kyle's not doing keto i'm saving these fucking cookies for kyle and then you didn't come over i had to eat them all by myself it's like you know where was sasha with the cereal talk to to get me in line i don't know you know there's no one on keto during a food shortage not that we re- not that we really have a food shortage, but I'll tell you, going to the supermarket and seeing no chicken on the shelves is pretty creepy. It so is creepy. There's only, I mean, I personally could live off of ribeye steaks that, <laughs> you know, but I don't know if I could afford it long term and my wife would go insane. So I just keep defrosting more and more bacon and my husband's like, how yeah. much bacon are we going to eat? I'm like, until it's gone. I brought multiple pounds of bacon to your house on our you last did. the last time I came by. I appreciate it. I have eaten all of it. I have. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um I just one last thing before we get into evidence that I do not appreciate all the Charmin commercials during this week's airing of 90 Day. It's just a uh, cock tease. It really was. I was like it, is this is this for real? Like Charmin, you don't need to spend your ad dollars right now. We all want you already. I think people Can't will take you. whatever is on the shelf at this point, <laughs> right? I know. Come on. We don't, we don't really have a choice between you and other competitors, so right. save your money. <sighs> Should we hop into some evidence? Let's do it. Evidence from the Cray Bunkers. From I'm, in my, I'm bunker. in my hobo murder closet. I haven't <laughs> been in here for like two and a half months. kind of smells. kind of smells <laughs> weird. It's been a while since you've been yeah. in, the, in the murder closet. Yeah. Um, for those of you who are like, what the hell are they talking about? Kyle has a very tiny closet that he turned into a recording studio for when we have to record remote, but we haven't done it in so long. So it must I took, be musty. I, I had some spare rolls of 
floor underlayment, which is this weird stuff that you put under hardwood floors that are floating before you before you put it down and and it just kind of looks like what does it look like it's like recycled uh trash fabric that you get out of your lint trap in your dryer kind of mashed into sheets and i put it all over the walls so that it sounds amazing when we're remote i'm recording from my bed so uh (laughs) all hard surfaces in here and probably sounds terrible. Sorry. Not that Polish, I can do. Polish father-in-law rigged up some lighting so that Kim can see my face. I can, but it's like very, very bright fluorescent lighting. So yeah, again, kind of, and, and Kyle is looking very burly right now, guys. I mean, just so you know, Whoa. like the, the beard's getting out of control. Um, overgrown. No maintenance. No, no maintenance. maintenance. No. Um, we're, we're, we're getting into quarantine luck. And in that, along that vein... I thought it would be fun to do a quarantine update of former cast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So for those of you who haven't seen Paul and Carini on TikTok, do mm. not. Do not. We talked about this on our Patreon episode on Thursday. I don't even want to talk about it. It is. <laughs> just, just don't. Just don't. Simba. Oh, my God. Let's just say it involves hypothetical or real period blood and an anointing on the forehead. I do not want to talk about it past that. I have been having nightmares since I was forced to watch a video on Thursday. Please don't. (laughs) Three times. Jay and Ashley have been posting tons of TikTok videos. So they're clearly back together. And that's all I have to say about it because I don't really care. Do you think that Sarah and Michael from blood after lockup are quarantining together? Oh my God. Can you imagine the horror? Can you imagine being quarantined with almost any of these people, especially no. Leda? God, what what's what are they doing? Eric and Leda. Oof. I didn't look them up because I think they blocked me a long time ago. Oh, I unfollowed them so long ago. Yeah, I have no no interest. Corey and Evelyn are making some weird videos together in Ecuador since it's common knowledge now since they're... Uh, their uh, What Now episodes uh, came out yesterday, so they're in Ecuador together. They're harmless, um, unlike Poles TikTok videos. So, you know, you won't have nightmares if you decide to watch those. But Pow really, really, really wants you to remember she exists. Yes. Pow, the best thing about Pow's pictures and videos is that Roos is in the background, like <laughs> entertaining the child. And yeah. Pow's sitting there like, I'm hot. It's so weird. Here's my underbib. Yeah. It's so, her abs look great, but I mean, like, come on, girl. It's a pandemic. Um, and Fisa posting pictures with her man, caption quarantine and chill. Even oh, though God. it's big news this week that George is getting out of jail in August. Not coming back to Anfisa, it appears. It appears not. Where does he even live? I guess he, he's probably going to move in with one of his many hot sisters. We'll oh see. my gosh. Maybe he has a, a pen pal. Oh, maybe this is a imagine? love after lockup. Oh my God. He's love after lockup season three. Finally, a new cast member. I would, I would watch. I'm not going to lie. I would fucking watch it. I really would. Yeah. Um, Devin and Jihoon posted that they went hiking on Saturday in masks, breaking their month long quarantine in South Korea. Um, I mean, remember, South Korea has been in the thick of it for way longer than the States. So they were just getting out, getting some fresh air. Thought that was interesting. And Sinjin doing laundry at a laundromat. Drinking JD doing laundry. I think that the shed doesn't have a washer and dryer, clearly. Being stuck in that house with her. No Jack. No weed. You, you already got bust. You already got busted for weed. So I, I mean, can you imagine? That's the sixth circle of hell. Uh, the only thing worse is Lita. That's the seventh. A true, a true horror. Yeah, a true horror. So, overall thoughts on the episode. A lot happened. I have so many notes. Me too. This was a huge episode. You know what really struck me and what really shook me because the hate for Ed is so real and so all-encompassing this this week? Even Andre, Andre on Pillow Talk 
said Ed went too far. That is <laughs> that is some serious shit. Okay. I bet Paul even is watching this and being, ooh, yikes. <laughs> He's like, ooh, bad look, Ed. Bad look. Yeah. Where's your mosquito net, Ed? Get it together. <laughs> Every single note I have about Ed is in all caps, so it's going to take a really long time to get through Ed, so just brace yourselves. Dude, like, I could literally talk about it for two hours. Even Paul banged Karini with a double rubber before he asked for an STD test, didn't he? Am no, I remembering that right? No, he totally didn't. He, he did took it? Her to the, no, he took her to the doctor, and then Fuck. when they got the results, he was like, okay. But oh, that's I think, right. I remember the hotel. Yes. He, okay. But Jesus. Paul also brought at least fake results from some fake STD test that he took prior. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I think that, look, I think at a high level, if you're going to marry someone, it's totally appropriate to want to know about their former relationships or at least who the father of their child is and like know about that. But that's not Ed's motivation. He doesn't give a shit about Rose. He doesn't care about how traumatized she may or may not be from whatever past relationships. All Ed cares about is himself. And the the part where this turned really dark was when Rose agreed to his demand and said, but you do it with me. Oh, no. Oh, no, Rose. It's not good enough for me. I will only do an American test. But you, you can go to the test that's not good enough for me. And I'll, I'll go home and do it. Like, what the hell is that? I just, you cannot reconcile that. It didn't even seem like he was implying that the test wasn't good enough. To me, I interpreted it as like those places are dirty or like the Philippines. It's not going to be sanitary enough. Yeah, but you're yeah. but you're OK. And this is why his white knight shit just I get so irritated when he's like, oh, I care about your safety. Let me get you Let back to the hotel. hotel. Wait, I can send you off to that dirty clinic to get your blood drawn with a used needle where I wouldn't go. But, uh, oh, no, I'm scared to put you in this taxi. Slam the door. No, fuck you're, that. You're Filipino. You're dirty by nature. So it's, it just you're you have a dirt, dirt immunity, right? blew my mind and we'll we'll talk about it in depth but i hated it so much i hated it so much it's just so savage that he's doing it on camera too there's something about asking her on camera with an entire film crew there and in his mind he he really thinks that he's justified here i don't believe in love dude you caused (laughs) this freaking situation and if he and Rose get back together after this, then I don't believe in love because like I cannot <laughs> stomach it. I can't stomach it. And thank God that we cut from that awful scene where he slammed the taxi door straight to Australia because I was about to lose my mind. But then these two girls are so freaking cute. Um, I also loved Avery and Ash's scene. And I will just say at a high level before we go into the couples, Jennifer Terrazona is my one love. My one love. Like, I love her. That girl is smoking hot. She's freaking brick house. But this Avery. <laughs> no makeup Avery is a close second. Damn. My girl is hot. She looks good. <laughs> now, There's Ash only is... so much I could say. <laughs> <laughs> Ash, is, Ash is hot too. But Ash's brother is You think he's hotter. better looking? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. And you know who's the best looking out of the three of them? Avery. Just oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Ash's face during this dinner, man, it was just, it, it seemed like two hours of Pikachu fakes. He looked so horrified. But a part of me thinks that's 50% his normal look. <laughs> I think so. Too? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So who are we talking about first? Um, I think that we should go into Avery and Ash. They were first. They okay. wake up in wake up in bed together so i guess the migra- the great migration didn't take very long to take place <laughs> he jumped that wall real quick um <laughs> super fast they they banged a lot yeah they did you could tell yeah. they were like exhausted i think they banged all the makeup off of her face oh my god she looks so good without makeup like not that she looks bad with makeup but just like no makeup avery and her little like giggle like did you guys sleep yeah, they were fucking sleeping. Like, what kind of a question is that? But she looked great. She definitely wears light makeup. I mean, we were talking about 
how Molly from season five, what her what she looks like without makeup is night and day, yeah. and, and Darcy too compared to Avery. But I think it's just the style of makeup and just you know she's fifteen years younger. She looks she's just hot in general, right? Yeah. Um, Ash is better than anything I've ever had in my entire life. Damn. Big big sell for ash i mean if i guess you're just banging a bunch of like little short stoner seattle kids it's probably not a high bar that's true i remember that guy that that dude (laughs) that dude did not look like he could fuck come on oh yeah her don't give me that look him don't give me that look (laughs) (laughs) um there was a lot of connection says ash i was mm-hmm. like you are all the connection between your dick and he connected all over you yeah he did i mean good for them uh yeah how often positive. does this happen <laughs> how, how often does it happen on 90 day where two attractive people meet up there's physical Never. there's a physical connection and then they decide that they want to have sex and it was actually good when has this ever happened? <laughs> I don't even. Never. I can't even remember. <laughs> I mean, I would say Darcy and Tom, but Darcy was so drunk when she like. But even that took like four weeks before they banged. It really did, and it took a lot of convincing on Darcy's part. So, um, she had to have him yeah. hypnotized. <laughs> I'm trying to think when else. Like, who are the hot couples that we've seen? Um, like Lauren and Alexi. I feel like they were already, you know. They're not a before couple, so they had already banged. Um, it's hard yeah, to think of hot couples happened. in general. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I, I go back to Jennifer Fafur every time, but we all know that she and Tim famously never banged. So, I guess Tani and Sinjin had the sex room. They did. And, I mean, let's face it. They're both pretty good looking, if we are honest. And they bang a lot. They do bang a lot. I yeah. I sincerely believe that they're banging. That's the a only lot. thing. That's the only thing holding that relationship together. <laughs> it is. It is the glue. It is. It's hard to not like Ash, right? Can we talk about this? Like, he seems like a really genuine, nice guy, and the the speculation, or at least a lot of what people thought they were going to see with him, was Jesse two point A lot of weird vague niceties and uh just being completely fake and um a lot almost, of like earnestness like, like fake earnestness oh, oh, about yeah. spirituality which which is still there uh but i think a lot of people assumed he was going to act self-superior around avery kind of like jesse right and and i haven't yeah. really seen that at all i i <laughs> maybe this says more about me but i loved that he had a drink with her yeah i know i i liked that too it was really sweet because he doesn't even drink and an extra dirty vodka martini is not a glass of wine that is a serious beverage it's just vodka in a glass (laughs) that's all it is (laughs) with olive juice oh sorry sorry extra dirty yeah maybe some shards of ice i don't know and and I think the dynamic is much more about her insecurity than him being disingenuous. But it's also Avery's like, she's genuine and she refuses not to be herself or hide parts of herself. Like she says, she's like, I drink and I'm not going to not drink because your brother disapproves. And I'm like, yes, that's how Avery is different than Darcy. I think we expected Avery to be like Darcy, but she's not at all. Darcy talks a big game. This is who I am. She, Darcy always talks the huge game about being empowered and being herself, but she never follows through with it. Or if she does, she can't maintain that. And she makes the same mistakes over and over again. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess it's too early to tell with Avery if, if she's kind of the same way with, with repeat dumb mistakes, but I, I, I like them both. I really do. Um, mm-hmm. The over earnestness, you know, could I be good friends with Ash? Probably not. <laughs> it's just too annoying, man. But he seems to be genuinely into her. He's making compromises. I don't really get telling on her to the brother, but whatever. 
I like both Avery and Ash a lot, and I did not expect that. I didn't either. Yeah. Um, what did you think? So the brother shows up to the restaurant, and immediately my first impression within a split second, it's like, wow, he's very well-mannered, very like put together, and just but very cold. And I mean, by well-mannered, I just mean like he seems very specific about his mannerisms and, and just the way he presents himself. He's but very he's, calculated. Yes, calculated. And he, but he's very rude to Avery. And you I think, didn't like yeah. that. My impression of it was that I, I felt like, you know, knowing nothing about him, my hot take is that he was given a lot of um, lines and that he was nervous and trying hard to remember his talking points. I wonder if that's why he came off the way that he did. On the other hand, you know, you're you're meeting a person that's important to the most important person in your life. Yeah. And he was definitely cold, not warm. I agree with Avery that it felt like a job interview. Um it really did. It really did. I don't necessarily think with the context of the fact that they've broken up twice and I'm sure Ash, you know, if, if he really is into as into her as it seems, he was probably really upset and and you know, opened up to his brother about that. So I don't know. I, and also, I also get that if this works, if it really works, Ash is moving. So he probably has a lot of feelings about that. And I don't know. I, I kind of sympathize with the brother. I didn't, he, he could have put it in a much more warm way for sure, but I don't think he said anything just on paper, particularly rude. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I can understand. He's like, Avery, he basically says that he's mad about the breakups. So he does give a reason. He's not just like a dick for no reason. And then he also says... And the reasons for those breakups were weird, right? Like, he straight up asks, like, why do you think you commit to him now when you literally broke up with him a couple months ago because you were afraid of commitment? It's a fair question. I feel like Avery, he, he points out specifically that Avery ghosted him and that Ash was really upset a couple times because he couldn't even get a hold of Avery. And so I get it. I mean, if you watch your brother or your close friend go through that, you're going to be a little skeptical of that person. But I don't know. Antish is definitely going to like marry one of Avery's friends now, right? And they're like <laughs> all going to live in America together. With that's your that's your uh, Ukrainian fantasy. What was what's that guy? <laughs> oh, I will just tell you, his brother, brother Ash, is more handsome than Ash himself. Sorry, Ash, not sorry, but he's a good-looking fellow. I think it's something about those eyes. I think Ash's eyes are a little too cray cray. His his hair is really nice as well. Like whereas Ash's uh-huh. hair has like too much product for me and is a little too spiky. His yeah. brother's hair is just it just looks really good. Anyway. Anything else, anything else about these two? The the thing that um, felt like a lead hammer dropping on the conversation wasn't completely addressed. And that is what's going to happen with Ash's son. When, when he kind of mentioned, you know, uh, the kid, I felt like Ash's answer was really a dodge. He was basically like, well, whatever happens, happens. And there was some more like pseudo spiritual things wrapped up, like whatever the universe decides. Does that mean you're leaving your kid and you're kind of okay with it? it? It wasn't, I didn't feel like that really wrapped up. It was, yeah. I I feel like the whole spiritual, the universe will tell me what to do is a total cop out. Right. That means I have no fucking idea. And the but truth of the matter it, to is... Me it means, to me, it means I have no idea. But I'm yeah. open to the possibility of abandoning my child in another country. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he said... that. I mean, according to the plan that they have touted so far, they're taking Taj with them to America. And the mother has given her blessing for this, so... Seriously? I didn't get that. I didn't get that at all. Yeah, that was in episode one and two. They talked about, Whoa. like... Okay. Yeah, they went deep on that. So, I mean, I guess this the mother of Taj has been has given her okay for... Well, then we better meet this kid soon. Uh, I know. Because if that's going to be a thing, you're going to have three kids in that little Seattle apartment running around. I know. Maybe five people living there. I know. Well, assuming that Ash's relationship coach money would probably help them get a bigger place. 
Uh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The guy drives a sweet car. But he does. We'll, we'll he does. That he does. Do you experience stress or have anxiety, chronic pain, or have trouble sleeping at least once a week? You are not alone. Many of us do. Personally, I have always been a terrible sleeper. Uh, for years and years and years, I was looking for anything that would help, and then I discovered Feels. What is Feels? Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. Feels naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. I've been taking Feels for a couple months. It is one of my favorite products. It really has transformed the way that I sleep. I think it's completely indispensable for my life now. Um, it's, it's super easy to take. So you place a few drops of Feels under your tongue, Feel the difference in minutes. One thing to remember about CBD is that finding your right dose is important and everyone's dose is different. So leave room to experiment over the course of a week or so. You might need to take more or less to feel the effects or, or to get exactly what you're going after. It only took me a couple days to figure out what I needed for sleep versus what felt good during the day. So if you want more information, they have real human support. If you're new to CBD, they have a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience. And this stuff works naturally. Feels helps you feel better naturally. Uh, there's no high hangover or addiction. Feels is a membership. So join the Feels community Get Feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order, and you can pause or cancel any time. Feels has me feeling great every day, and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash cray and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash cray to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash cray do you want to talk about Ed and Rose? Whew, yeah. <clears throat> Taking her to the nail salon to get Manny Petties. Evac to Aircon. Evacuate to Aircon. <laughs> he makes oh, it to the nail salon so, alive. It's so cold in here. Uh, 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 not going to lie. I've done that too. But yeah. not to get Manny Petties. Just <laughs> personally. I mean, I would. But Why does Ed care if she met her ex on Facebook? Like, didn't these two meet on Facebook? Maybe it's a weird tick where, like, I have to be the first you've met on Facebook. I don't know. I I Do also to... think, I think he's <laughs> super, I, I don't know why Facebook in particular. He doesn't ask about any of the, I don't know, are you on Filipino Cupid? Like, he doesn't ask any of those questions. I wonder if it's just he has... I, I bet any amount of money he has literally gone through her friends list one at a time. Oh, I'm and sure. Looked at every single person, and he probably has a count somewhere of how many white men are Facebook friends with her and, and their ages. Yeah, and he's like freaking out about it. No, he's got stats for sure, and it's really creepy. And like, who cares if she has other? It just it seems dumb, especially when Ed's a photographer and he's in front of like half naked women all the time. She hasn't said anything about that. And look at the way his house is decorated. Hello. All he does is have like 2,500 pictures of fucking random ass women like all over his walls. Like, I don't know. It's a little not, weird. Not even arranged in a way to where you could be. <laughs> you could be like, this is this it's is art. A, a sampling of my work and I'm proud of it. No, it's just like random pictures of hot chicks like yes. stapled to a cork board essentially like just a tiny bit classier than like the college guys that had yeah. like the beer models like posters up in their dorm rooms just a small step up well now i feel attacked moving on <laughs> um <laughs> no, hey i know my brother's in it too no shame no shame um so he demands just, a loyalty oath, first thing. You promise you're always on my side? What? Don't say that. And if you, if you have to ask that question, don't get married. Rose is cool as a cucumber. And let's not forget that it has been less than 24 hours, and Ed has already snapped at her, like, Dude, in the market. Day, literally everything. Two. Everything. This is day one, full yeah, day. it's true. Full day one, all this happens. This is like love after lockup 
fucking <laughs> what's his name? Like they filmed the entire season in one day at the hotel. Scott they were Lizzie. Staying. Scott and Lizzie. <laughs> it's insanity. It's just like crazy that he snaps at her in the morning of the day one. And then as we see later, which we'll go into detail, then he like slams the taxi door. Like he basically loses his shit on her several times throughout this day, which is dark. And it says something about Ed. There's some dark shit in there. Why didn't he he just like step away in the nail salon and go jack off in the bathroom? (laughs) Just like because he out. has to know why Rose is being such a slut on Facebook, Kyle. Are you such a fucking whore? It's so horrible to watch. And the whole time I'm screaming at the television, like, she doesn't want to talk about her past because something dark happened. Like, if she had had a lovely high school boyfriend or a lovely, co- like, a, a, you know, teenage love. Let's remember, Rose is only, like, 23 years old. Like, this so just, yeah, she had a, you know, she was pregnant. I'm assuming when she was 19, it's not like she had some like blossoming love affair relationship, like a sweet first love, something fucking traumatic happened to her uh, most likely or very likely being that she doesn't want to talk about it. And he keeps pressing her like, why don't you want to tell me like she's being dishonest when in reality it's day one and that maybe it's something very difficult for her to talk about and she doesn't want to do it on camera. Like, you know trigger warning she could have been raped she could have been sold trafficked we don't know her past and we've seen issues like this get brought up uh, yacht girl situations like on this show and so it just really irritated me that he he did this didn't even cross his mind that she may have have a trauma that she doesn't want to talk about all he cares about is it's hard to tell what do you think that he is honestly scared that he's going to contract a sexually transmitted disease from her or is this some kind of uh strange purity test in, in his mind I, I it's hard to tease apart what's going on the way that he talks to her about her past and and probing her is it, it very much feels like you know how he would talk to his daughter if they hadn't talked for a long time, like I want to know every detail of your life. And it's not even the detail that matters. It's the fact that you won't tell me about it. That is, that is bothering me. Oh, wait, Kyle, did you just mention that Ed has a daughter? We got to get, we've got to get this guy an STD test. We need to know about his past. <laughs> he is a kid. We need an STD test for this guy. The, the double standard of the only reason that I'm with you is because you're young and hot. But on the other hand, it's absolutely revolting to me that you've ever had sex with anyone. <laughs> yeah. Or that like any other man might be interested in you and that other guys creepy and old like me may have contacted you on Facebook just like I did. He like- also doesn't know how blocking <laughs> on Facebook works, does he? <laughs> no, he clearly doesn't. So none of them are on Facebook. Uh, no, but you met on one on Facebook. Well, yeah, but 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 you blocked them. Yes. So so now there's no exes on Facebook. Well, I blocked them. So you lied to me. It was okay. So we're we're venturing now from male salon into the romantic dinner where the STD mm. test conversation has been brought up. Nobody ate the food. Who doesn't love a first dinner with your significant other ever in history? And you want to make it super romantic, so you ask them to get an STD test, but refuse to get one yourself. Not one bite of sushi was eaten. Okay. <laughs> so awful. She didn't even get to drink that delicious mango looking thing. I I believe that there are some people that can have a conversation at the beginning of dinner and have it go well without eating any food. I do not believe Big Ed is that person. <laughs> um, I don't want to ask you about your past anymore. I just want you to get the STD test. This reasoning makes no sense. This implies that Big Ed doesn't want to know anything about Rose. Doesn't care about her past. It's a, doesn't, he doesn't care. He actually he does doesn't not care. care. He just wants to make sure that she's not going to impact his health in any negative way. And, and you know, forget about her own health. Like, I just, I can't reconcile this. And when Rose, I think this is where everybody lost their minds. Rose is like, okay. I acquiesce like I will 
I will get the STD test. Let's go together and you get tested too. Oh no. Oh no. I, I couldn't possibly get an STD test in the Philippines. Please. This whole, um, her past conversation is so, it's so inorganic and forced and, it would never happen if he actually cared about getting to know her because in a normal relationship, as you get more comfortable with each other and trust is built organically because you actually have spent time together, these type of things will naturally tend to come out over time. Right. And you, you, you trust each other for other reasons other than what's happened in the past or what hasn't. So the STD tests you know, I have mixed feelings about it, but in general, I agree that on its face, it's okay if you both do it and you haven't known each other that long. And if you believe in the whole construct of 90 day fiance and like, I'm running out of time and this is a big (laughs) risk for me. And you know, all the other 90 day platitudes, like, you know, the thing, you know, throw it all away. I, I honestly think big Ed if he's going to have a relationship, he needs to be with someone for a couple years before he proposes because he's been he's been out of the game for so long. He really has no idea how to talk to a woman or just be in any kind of he doesn't know how to be in a relationship at all anymore. He needs he needs to figure some shit out about himself. And he's projecting all this weird stuff onto Rose. And I, I, I want to say that Rose handled it like a fucking champion. Oh my God. I was so impressed with her when she le- She first cries at the restaurant, which is brutal to watch. And then when she leaves to go outside, this is when it gets real good. She's like, he thinks of me as a dirty woman, not a girlfriend. I'm going home on my own. Oh, and now the white knight comes out. Oh no, I'm worried about your safety Rose. You couldn't possibly try to go home now. And she's like, well, you were going to send me off to get that test that you're scared to get. Like what? Now you're worried about my safety. And I just, you know, Ed wants to make sure that he gets home safe. And then he, and then he just like keeps contradicting himself. Oh, well, I just want to know about Prince's dad. Oh, no, 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 Ed. You didn't ever ask about Prince's dad. Yeah. You just asked about exes on Facebook. You did I, not ask about Prince's dad. I honestly think that, um, it is reasonable to not want to get married to someone that doesn't want to talk to you about yes, of course. really anything. So don't get married to her <laughs> until until she's ready to talk. Like don't propose yet. That doesn't like, mean ease that into doesn't that mean conversation. Yeah, like that doesn't mean your relationship must end now, right? It's so stupid. And then Rose like continues like apparently this relationship with Prince's dad did not go well. And now he has a whole other family. They have no contact. He clearly doesn't support them in any way. And then she's had two boyfriends since then that all she says with, I mean, remember Rose's English is, is somewhat limited. All she can say to describe it is they hurt her. Who knows what that means? That could mean a million different things. There could be trauma there. And she doesn't go into detail because she's pissed and then she storms off and Ed, you know, he acts all nice. I'll get your hotel room. And then he slams the taxi door. I don't believe in love. Oh. I, no, fuck this guy. I paused it right when he was putting her in the taxi. And there's another old ass white guy with a young Filipino <laughs> woman walking down the street. No! Yes. Yep, hundred no. percent in the back in the background. Face is not even blurred. It was oh awesome. God, this makes me so sad. If you listen to this podcast regularly, by now you understand that we are huge fans of BetterHelp. We don't shy away from talking about the importance of mental health and access to counseling, which everybody can benefit from. But how do you go about finding a counselor and actually going to counseling? Do you just Google therapist? How do you find time to go to appointments? The whole process is really overwhelming. Enter BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers affordable, convenient counseling via text, chat, phone, or video. That's right. No need to drive anywhere. You can access affordable counseling from your computer, your tablet, or your phone. 
talk with licensed professional counselors who specialize in issues like depression, stress, relationships, trauma, anger, family conflicts. We see a lot of those and much more. BetterHelp allows you to get help at your own time and at your own pace. You can start communicating in under 24 hours with BetterHelp. No waiting weeks to get an appointment at a local counselor's office. BetterHelp is a truly affordable option. And for 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray listeners, get 10% off your first month with discount code Cray Cray. We understand the promo code is ironic and a little hilarious. That's betterhelp.com slash Cray Cray. That's C-R-A-Y, C-R-A-Y, to get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp. BetterHelp.com slash cray cray. I'll also have a link in the show notes for those of you who are driving. Okay. Um, I feel like we've got to move on or because yeah. I need to have some fun. <laughs> Can we talk about Is Lisa? baby girl Lisa fun? Yes. <laughs> yes. I think, look. I know a lot of people think that baby girl Lisa and Usman is absolutely ridiculous, recycled, like trying to be, it's like dollar store Angela and Michael, but I'm enjoying this. I'm entertained. I, I think it's funny. And with everything else that's going on in the world, I'm, I'm entertained by this ridiculousness. Also, what the hell is going on in Nigeria? Is this just a country full of hot people? Like everyone, Everyone we've met of Usman is so good looking. And like, I keep thinking back to like Michael's mother who had like beautiful skin and God knows how old she is. All his and cousins and all shit. his cousins. So pretty. Like, I just feel like these people are incredibly good looking. It's like a country <laughs> full of incredibly good looking people. Maybe we should go there. I think it's pretty entertaining too, just because it's, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm concerned that we're going to get the same kind of thing over and over again. Lisa meets X. Lisa's a fucking moron to X. <laughs> Lisa storms away. Usman laughs. <laughs> right? Basically. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. This. Her, I like that her go-to is just, this person is an idiot. It's, you know, <laughs> I, you know but- <laughs> she's trying to play it safe, I guess. But the ancillary characters are so funny. Like, I love Giant. I love this music director. He was, like, throwing so much shade at Lisa. This other friend, S-Boy, or whatever they call it. It's like everybody has a nickname. Like, he was funny. He was also very good looking. Like, I don't know. I feel like the ancillary characters are really making it. Also, I, I like how they all laugh um, at yeah. Lisa. And I think it's because they're so uncomfortable. I think, for one thing, they're incredibly uncomfortable. And that's the only thing that they can do. And two, I feel like Lisa is validating people's worst stereotypes about Americans. And I genuinely think that they think it's funny sometimes. I think so, too. I think I mean, remember Michael's bros? They would laugh, too. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's just because the whole thing is so absurd. Like, really? You're fighting me about this woman? Are you kidding me? Like, I, it just seems so you, absurd, too absurd to be true. You just called me an idiot to my face, and we <laughs> met three minutes ago, and I only thing that I did is say that uh, a 30-year-old rapper dating a 55-year-old American girl is maybe kind of weird for his career. That's why I'm an idiot. <laughs> Can we start off with, like, the hotel breakfast? Why is this food so spicy? It's so spicy. Because, Lisa, we're not fucking Applebee's. Like, that's why it's spicy here in Nigeria. She's not even fucking eating it anyway. I know. She's literally literally complaining about the food that her fiancé is eating that is Nigerian food. (laughs) In Nigeria. In Nigeria. Just to be clear. Yeah. This studio visit, though, this music director, I thought was hilarious. <laughs> First of all, it's so special. So special that he's taking me to the studio. This is where he actually sat down and cut the beat and did my song. I just love it when the music director appears and baby girl Lisa is immediately like, that guy's an idiot. Oh, oh, is that the idiot person? Is that the idiot? No, baby love. No, 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 no. And he throws so much shade. He's like, 
I don't even want credit for this music video anymore. Totally. I love that. He was like, I don't even want my fucking name on this garbage, <laughs> especially if there's going to be an apparition of this freaking moron. <laughs> it was so funny. And the, did you understand the Queen of Queens thing? That was definitely an insult. Yeah, because, it was. Yeah. The Queen of Queens thing is uh, you just, you're, you're, I think he was basically calling her a princess. It, yeah, he was saying parlance. like you're you're giving us a lot of like work to do, like for nothing, we peasants for no reason. For no reason, yeah. Right. And he was saying, you know, it's going to be so much work to edit this hot model out of this music video and put what like a static like a, a ghost. apparition <laughs> of ghost of of ghost Lisa, Lisa dancing around. It's going to look so ridiculous. Of course it is. Um Man, this thing just has to be so embarrassing for everyone involved, right? <laughs> it's like so embarrassing. The mo- even the y- can you imagine how this model feels? She looks great. She's beautiful. I don't think that she cares at all. I think she, yeah. That hotel looks awesome that they're staying at, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. It looked really nice. Really and the food, fancy. I thought the breakfast looked tasty, but I don't yeah. know. Well, you know, you, you got to have sympathy for her because Uzma is not seeing that this is really hurting me. Mm. I, I, I literally, I can't find a single ounce of empathy for Lisa. A hundred percent. None. Like how, how could Uzman see that you're hurting when all you express is rage when people, <laughs> when people say facts? It's, it's, it's not going to be a good ending. Um, Although it probably will be. These are the people that usually get married. Who fucking knows? But it's all Usman's fault because he let his friend disrespect her. We've kind of seen this kind of thing before with Angela. Yes. Um, There's a lot of... I have never once said to my husband, you let that person disrespect me. Like if I feel somebody is being disrespectful, I will say something to them. But it, it, oh, it's not. But it's not your husband's fault. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, yes, that's what I'm saying. It is the person you you who directed expect, the disrespect. You don't expect your husband to throw a chair at <laughs> every single person that disrespects you, Kim. I mean, it'd be pretty cool. No, I'm just kidding. No, it'd be horrible. <laughs> I would be horrified. Okay. Um, what did you think of um, the last thing that Abba Abba says? That you know, talking the way that Lisa did devalues you. Where was that Usman? I don't remember. I think, no, no, it was Usman. Usman said, talking like that devalues you to any man. Like, um, looking at you as a potential partner. It, yeah, I mean, I can. I know the point he was trying to make. He was trying to say, like, you don't want to act this way in public because it's not socially acceptable. I liked, I think that's what he was trying to say. So, I like, any man is going to find it off-putting. I think there's definitely an element of woman should be subservient in there. Probably. That Probably. said, it's hard to argue that someone that can't have a civil conversation and storms off and starts screaming, you're an idiot, you're an idiot, uh, that that isn't extremely off-putting to potential suitors, right? 100%. Yeah, it's yeah. super off-putting in any culture, I think. Yeah. I don't know that there's like in this in his culture. We still we have to talk about Erica and Stephanie. You mean didgeridoo and kangaroo land? The the land of kangaroos and (laughs) first first off I got a lot of (laughs) as if we have you got any good shorts of kangaroos. As if we haven't offended Every Aussie listener already. The didgeridoo music that intros. I got um, word from several Aussies. It's offensive. Um, it's Aboriginal, um, you know, instrument. It should not be used for not, not whatever my, this is. Not my didgeridoo impression. Just the fact that that's the no. way they introduce Australia literally it's like the every scene. Ching, 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 yeah. ching music that they use for fucking Rose. It's so racist. It's, anyway, it's um, <laughs> really ridiculous. It's really funny. I mean, it's the funny only in way a they could that's make, so absurd. The only way they could make Rose's intro more racist is that they hit a big gong at the end of it. <laughs> Seriously. But okay, I have another question for Aussies, and this is a real question. 
When I was in Australia, my Australian friends explained to me that, um, and this is outside of Melbourne for, for reference, that kangaroos are like deer. Like, the, when you land in Australia, you're like, oh, I can't wait to see a kangaroo. I'm so fucking pumped to see kangaroos. And then, like, the next day, you see 3,000 kangaroos because they're everywhere. And then you're like, oh, my God, these things are freaking everywhere. And then you hit one with your car, and you're like, these are really these heavy, terrible God animals. Can't even eat them. You can. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> but, but they're basically treated like pests, or at least yeah. that's what I was explained to me. It sounds so, like it's a big ass squirrel, right? So my yeah. question is: Is that still true? I mean, it's been a while. It's been a minute since I've been in Australia. And then the other question is: How would they have a sanctuary for these things? It's like imagine if there was a deer sanctuary, like, <laughs> right? Do you know what I mean? Like, no, oh, there's not so enough stupid. of these. Yeah, that would be so weird. <laughs> so in I a just, lot of places, deer are just giant rats that eat your entire garden. That's the way. That's the way it is where I grew up. Right in Ohio, yeah. you have deer season. And it's a huge like. It's a problem. You you get in a, there's a lot of road accidents with deer, and we have to you know hunt them to get them down to get the population to a manageable number. So I'm just wondering if it's the same for kangaroos, and why are why are these kangaroos selected for sanctuary? Right. Anyway. I don't I believe. Digress. I, I don't believe for a second that Erica just shows up and takes pictures of kangaroos. Ever, I think that they. She made was her hired do that. by the sanctuary. <laughs> but no, I think that ninety day paid the sanctuary to hire her. Oh, it's, absolutely! It's so stupid. It's like, how can we make Erica's life more stereotypically Australian? Hang Crikey, out. there's a row. <laughs> Crikey. Let's go hang out in the desert in a lawn chair. <laughs> that part was sweet. I'm not going to lie. I loved it. I loved meeting Erica. I thought she was rad. I don't know why pe- there people are like, she just wants attention. I'm like, well, she's in a fucking town of 13,000 people. Let the girl do what she wants, man. I feel I don't like she know. gets enough attention in her town comparatively. Absolutely. If anyone applied for this show, it was definitely Stephanie. And Erica was, I, I don't know if she necessarily had to be talked into it, but. She's a willing participant, but she's yeah, not yeah. a YouTuber like Stephanie has been for the last decade. This is, I also looked up Port um, Augusta and it's like, it is legit. It's out there. Like it's in South Australia, which there's nothing in South Australia except Adelaide. And Adelaide's only like 1.2 or 1.3 million people. And it's three and a half hours away. Mm-hmm. That is a long way driving through the desert. I mean, it's... Th- Sorry, go ahead. No, what did you think of her friends? I Ro- love Her road <laughs> friends. They were so stoned. I loved it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's great. I loved it. <laughs> I love that they brought their own lawn chairs and their own alcoholic beverages to like the middle of nowhere and just were like just let's sit here in the middle of this dirt path it's just you know nothing else to do here it reminds me of just partying in joshua tree which is one of my favorite places on earth oh it does remind me growing up in la and you just you go out to the desert you set up some lawn chairs you have a bonfire and you drink a fuckload of tecate and you know the the problem you just have as long as you clean up after yourself it's fucking awesome. Super cool. The problem is like, I, I've been to a lot of deserts in my life and people treat it like trash and that, that always I bugs know, me I know, I hate that. I don't it's think also Erica very dehydrating her... to drink in the desert. I I grew up that way. So yeah. it's like, that's just drinking to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just baseline drinking. Why do these ladies move to Melbourne? Like, what no, are they, they doing at Melbourne? Why, I think they all why live are... with their parents. They just have, or Adelaide, like they just have no interest in in going anywhere. I don't know. Like there's something about being a gay photographer in the tiniest town in Australia. She probably feels like she's like at the top of the totem pole. She gets a lot of attention. She's, I, I'm sure she's a good photographer. Maybe she's, maybe she is successful and busy, but she just chooses to live with her parents because there's fucking no one else around. It just seems like there would not be enough work for her as a photographer in such a small town. Don't worry. She's getting completely made up contracts to go film kangaroos. 
Um, I do, I do kind of, I, I definitely empathize with Erica. And she's like, it's hard being bisexual in such a small town because like, there's not yeah, really any sure. other gay women for me to hook up with. She's already gone through them all. It sounds yeah. Like. All three of them. Right. I yeah. mean, it's, and, and I don't look, I, I, I've never been to the outback, so I can't tell, but I, I could imagine what it might be like, you know, kind of small town out in the middle of nowhere i've seen crocodile dundee you know i know the out i know the outback can be rough (laughs) (laughs) kill that stay away from those stay away from them rose (laughs) what did you think about their first meeting i thought it was cute i thought they were cute yeah I thought they were really cute and they're like, how do we hold hands? And then they like scurry to the car and I thought they were adorable. I don't know. I thought it was cute when they just kind of stopped and they just stared at each other for a minute. And it was cute. I, I, I think that this is interesting as a same sex couple where it's age appropriate and they're both, they're both like cute and young that they're, it's weird because we rarely get 90 day couples in general that are on the same level. Yeah. But this is even closer because they're, it seems like they both have their own insecurities, but they're in alignment. If that makes sense. They just, they were the way that they were complimenting each other and I was having like a compliment contest. I thought was pretty cute. It was really cute. I don't know. I I like them. I'm excited to see where it goes. Hello, lovely listeners. Are you sad that this podcast is just about over? If you love our podcast and you want to listen to Kyle and I talk about this trashy trash garbage show for even more hours every week, sign up for our Patreon. As a Patreon member, you'll get extended recap episodes every week, typically two hours long without ads, and you'll get bonus episodes as well. It's only $5 a month, and you can add our Patreon podcast feed to the Apple Podcasts app and many Android apps as well. Treat yourself this new year and go to patreon.com slash realitycraycray to sign up. That's patreon.com slash realitycraycray. All right, guys. Well, first remote podcast from quarantine. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, If you aren't a member of our Patreon, we are going to be putting out, uh, if, if recent history is any guide, we're going to be putting out about five to six hours of content a week for the next, as long as we have archives to give you. So the archives are basically just our old episodes, like from over a year and a half ago, uh, coming on two years almost, of podcasts that are no, no longer available to the public. What we do is we edit down anything that's really boring or like too topical um for example one of the archives we talked for like 15 minutes about what show we're going to cover during the break and it was really boring but it was it was good to hear at the time because it was a, a good discussion but now it's yeah. super I had boring. that convo out too. yeah <laughs> like super boring in retrospect and we get rid of all the ads so it's ad free old episodes on our patreon we're releasing two of those a week for as long as we have episodes to put out so about two months we can sustain that um <laughs> our patreon episodes that are patreon only are they've been like two hours lately the last episode we covered three shows um which is 90 day season five and love after lockup but we're also talking sporadically about more topical shows like love is blind we we might be talking about tiger king apparently coming i'm trying soon. to get kyle on tiger I watched, king and i cheer. watched the first episode i watched the first episode did insanity. you watch cheer no no i have not that shit is crazy and then combined with our extended edition, you're getting tons of content. So we want to keep everyone entertained during the quarantine. I know I'm already about to lose my goddamn mind. So I am um, just constantly listening to podcasts while I'm yeah. walking. Like I try to take three walks a day just to get out of the house. And, um, you know, I just I need something to listen to. So for sure. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we hope you guys are all staying healthy, staying safe. Uh, we know it's a it's rough out there right now. Life is hard. Get yourself, get yourself some feels delivered and, and listen to podcasts. If you're ever <laughs> thinking that like you might, you know, like shit is dark, just refocus all your energy on your rage at Ed and it'll make <laughs> you forget about everything else for at least five minutes. There's many cast members that you could legitimately focus <laughs> rage on. <laughs> but, you know, again, as we said before, you don't need to DM people. Please don't DM just, cast. Just it's just don't not do necessary. That. And not nobody worth it. 
nobody needs hate right now i mean we could yeah. talk shit on this podcast but like direct messages are different yeah anyway we hope you're all safe we hope you've enjoyed this we hope you continue to watch 90 day fiance because what the hell else are you gonna do <laughs> have a great week talk to you guys soon